Welcome to the Soul Journeys Podcast. My name is Jennifer Longmore, and I am founder of the number one Akashic Record training school in the world. As a seasoned light worker and ascension worker, I want to bring you the show to provide you with the divine guidance and tools that you need as a light worker and change agent to navigate this great awakening. So if that is something that you're craving, then you have come to the right place. Think of this High Vibe podcast as your guide to the changes that we're seeing in the world so that you can be supported in navigating the new paradigm. Leave it to me to provide you with the divine tools, resources, and experts that will support you in navigating this once-in-a-lifetime epic event. Thank you for pressing play. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the Soul Journeys podcast, Divine Guidance for Navigating the Great Awakening. I am your host, Jennifer Longmore. I'm so excited to be with you today to go a little bit deeper. I know there's a lot going on, and so my intention with this podcast is to provide you with the hope and faith and clarity required <laughs> to to navigate this. I want to lock arms with you because I realize that there's no playbook for this. And regardless of where you're at on your spiritual journey, this is not for the faint of heart, this awakening. And I don't know about you, but uh, <laughs> when I think of my human self, with my human self has signed up for this, probably not if I got to see the outcome. Obviously, in our spiritual awareness, we thought it was a great idea, and uh, the truth is we're here now. We're here now in this great awakening. We're here for a reason. Everything in our life has prepared us for this moment, and I want to see how else I can be a contribution to that. This is one of my contributions is to be here with you and celebrate you. So we are going to talk about what we're being asked to release during this time. And we probably will still uncover this. This won't be the last time we have this conversation. I've been speaking with a ton of people. As soon as COVID hit, I dove in. I decided I can lead. I'm used to leading through crisis. If you don't know my background, I used to work as a forensic investigator for many, many years. And that also included being in management positions and leading other people as they navigate crisis. So a little bit different, but still kind of the same transferable skills. So I think one of the biggest things that we have noticed through this great awakening is that whether we want it to or not, the veils of illusion, and there are a multitude, oh my goodness, a multitude of veils of illusion being released right now. And those veils of illusion shaped what we saw and what we didn't see. So when we raise our vibration, as I know you've been doing and I've been doing, even prior to all of this, it naturally dissolves these veils, right? Because the vibrational dissonance is there, meaning that it's incompatible and it allows us to be more vibrationally resonant or compatible with the new energies that await us. And so a lot of the energy work we did without even having to consciously dismantle things 
started to reveal to us the things that we're seeing now. It also prepared us uh, emotionally and mentally, perhaps even physically, right, strengthening ourselves to be able to process more and enhancing our metabolism to be able to metabolize what we're seeing and experiencing. And we needed this to happen. Uh, I'm still probably going to have veils of illusion released <laughs> that uh, I won't even know, right? I won't even know that they're there, and I imagine the same will be true for you. But I think I have a pretty good understanding of uh, what I need to see now. And then we have a choice. This is what I've come to realize. We have a choice about how we're going to perceive what's going on. We have a choice about the energy we want to infuse in this. Because we could uh, be frozen in trauma, and trauma is a big thing that's coming up for folks, and totally natural, and if that's your experience, I really want to let you know that that is uh, a natural byproduct. It's very common. Most people are not talking about it because we have been shamed around talking about trauma. We've been shamed to uh, look weak especially if we're leaders and leading communities, we are taught that we have to, you know, kind of show up in a certain way. And, yeah, there's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of grief that's being activated. And, as I mentioned, a lot of shame and judgment. And we can see people battling it out, especially online, right, on social media, the need to be heard and their need to be heard is relentless. They will not let certain things go until someone says you're right. So there's a lot of right fighting and right fighting is not something that can come with us into the new paradigm. It's just incongruent. It's, it's not a vibrational match. Just as shame and judgment and trauma can't come with us as far as operating from that place. I mean, of course, we have had traumatic experiences in our life, and it doesn't mean that it's all okay. It doesn't mean that we did something wrong to attract it. It just means that we don't want to let our trauma wounds run the show and make our decisions for us. And there's a lot of ways that we can shift that. I have actually found that box flower remedies are really helpful. Naturally, I want you to tune into your own awareness and see, because I don't want to be uh, giving you advice and then having it not resonate for you. But I will share with you some of the things that I have done to take the edge off, because there's a lot of awarenesses that came in at the same time. Identity and futility and existential crisis and uh, highlighting our relationship with authority. A lot of the illusions that are being shattered are around authority and the people we have abdicated our power to. The majority of us did, right, because either it was easier or that's just how we were conditioned. And the authority figures remind us of our, our parents, and additionally, whoever raised us, potentially issues with teachers or old bosses, but whatever our relationship is with authority will have determined up until this point how we were in relationship with it. And a lot of us, myself included, felt like there was an element of our teenagers that got, got, um, got revealed, I guess I would say. I had no idea that there was still a part of me that was 
wanting to act like an adult in life, but still hoping an, an adult figure or an authority figure would take care of the, the hard stuff, right? They could take care of that. I would just pay them taxes. They would go take care of that. And we've come to realize that, in fact, they're either not capable of taking care of those things for us or uh, taking advantage of that abdication of power. So one of the things that we are really making peace with and having healing with and, and giving ourselves permission to have gone through this and, and reclaiming it is this abdication of personal power. We're very socialized from a young age to let our, bo- our doctor tell us what's right for our body and our teacher to tell us what we need to learn and our parents telling us that they know best for us and telling us, you know, what manners look like and uh, the media, of course, socializes us. There's a lot of programming we get at a very young age around handing over our power. And we also see in society what happens when we're in our power and some of the, the backlash and the pushback we get from being in our power. So the one thing we have learned through this is that we have to reclaim our power. We have to reclaim our knowingness. We have to be willing the stuff, <laughs> things, stuff in quotations, that we haven't for a variety of reasons wanted to see, in part because some of what we're seeing is very traumatic. Feeling abandoned by these authority figures that promise to take care of us and look out for our best interests is hurtful, to say the least. It's very disenchanting, very disillusioning. Another thing we're releasing during this Great Awakening is having a misunderstanding and a misidentified perception of leadership. And what we've come to realize is that if we're going to get through this, it's going to be us. We are going to lead ourselves through this. We have already seen that the leadership we need to get through this is not existing in the current places we have placed uh, trust and um, and faith in. So I have seen just in myself and, of course, talking to many, many other people that shifting out of this, these remnants, it's not that the full teenager was running the show, but these remnants of these uh, teenage energies, right, where we're, we're wanting to do the day-to-day stuff that adults will do, and we'll take care of banking potentially and grocery shopping and all the things, right? But when it comes to being a global citizen, when it comes to, you know, looking at how to make the environment better and so on, there's an element of us handing over the big decisions to beings that have already shown us they don't have the capability or pure intent. So these are are tough things that we're navigating, but the cool thing is that when we shift this, when we have awareness of what we're releasing and we have awareness of what's on the other side, we're actually way more empowered to make aligned decisions and and even the day-to-day things. Where are we putting our our spending dollars? How are we going to use our voice? How are we going to deepen into our conviction of purpose to help other people? We're also releasing codependency. 
feeling like we have to rely too heavily on someone or something, a group of people, <laughs> right, to uh, help us get through things. So there can be interdependence, but codependence is where we where we enmesh, and and so we're releasing those toxic things as well that keep us from showing up in a way that is fully sovereign. It's really ultimately the journey we're on right now is full sovereignty on a human level and on a soul level, which means that we need to extract ourselves from anything that keeps us tied and participating in systems of collusion, in systems of oppression. And part of that is clearing out our false understanding of authority, getting in right relationship with the divine definition of authority. These are topics, well, not, not even so much this, but every week I provide in the Council of Light membership that I host for my community, we uh, we go over the various ways to navigate the weekly influences of what is happening on the planet and what's about to happen on the planet. Of course, humanity, weather, agendas, all kinds of things. I'm going to talk about that later on, but if this is something that interests you, I want you to know that there's an opportunity to continue to access weekly forecasting from the Akashic Records, from the Council of Light, and from the Arcturians, who are a group of galactic beings that uh, created the human race. And so they have a lot of great insight into, you know, how we can navigate this in our human experience and how to make the most of this great awakening. There will be a point where we get through this and we'll look back. This will feel like a blip in time, let's say five years from now. We'll look back on it. But when we're in it, whew, feels like a really long time, right? If you're like me, you're probably losing a sense of time and what month is it and what day are we on and all those things. That's completely natural. And I have been shown by the guides that we are rewiring, I guess would be the right way to say it, our relationship with time. We all had a faulty relationship with time and the time and space continuum. So that's another really great release that we're having right now is that we're getting into right relationship with time and, of course, any energy resource. So we'll get in right relationship with our energy expenditure and we'll get in right relationship with the energy of money as well. So what I was shown and what I want to extend to you today before we wrap up today's show is this whole concept of having a ceremony of closure. There There are still aspects of us, and I'm speaking in general terms here, that haven't quite made peace with the fact that there's no going back. That's not necessarily a bad thing. There are a lot of things, I think, if we're honest with ourselves, we don't want to go back to. I know for me, I don't want to go back to the same pace I was working at. 
it wasn't until I was forced to slow down through the lockdown, and I'm sure you can relate on some level, that I took a moment and went, oh, boy, I was actually on a bit of a hamster wheel. All great things. I was going to work out every day, and I had personal training sessions here and there. I was doing different martial arts and taking dance class every Friday, <laughs> getting ready to go into a competition and getting groceries and running my son to and from school and, you know, all the things, right? And when I was forced to slow down because that was imposed on me and it was imposed on you, it allowed me to get a different perspective. So I don't necessarily want to return to a lot of the things uh, where we came from. And I've certainly come to appreciate even more deeply I didn't even realize that this level of gratitude was available to me. <laughs> but I've uh, come to really, really appreciate my friends and my family and my home and my space. Really come to appreciate being introverted. I definitely feel for my extroverted friends. I can see them struggling and I feel for them. I believe we all want human touch and connection. We want to see each other's smiles and eyes and, and all the things. But we, uh, we have changed. We just have. Even for folks that have been awakened. We can't help but be different people. We've been impacted. Some people are falling prey to the conditioning and the programming that suggests that we need to police each other, we need to tattle on each other, we're biohazards, and by not following certain things that we're actually going out and killing people, and some of the rhetoric that we're being exposed to and that people are being subjected to. We're seeing a lot of incongruence and mixed messages. We're having a shift in how we relate to each other as humans. We're having a shift in what we understood our freedoms to be versus what they actually are. We're being asked to redefine our relationship with freedom. But we do know at the core that life isn't going back to how we knew it. It doesn't mean it was all bad. It doesn't mean it was all good. And it doesn't mean where we're going is all bad or all good. It just means that it's different. We've had a paradigm shift. All of the things that we were gleefully manifesting in 2011 to prepare for the 2012 awakening where we thought that we would be skipping through the fields of long grass with the sun on our face skipping like pixies and having a picnic and having the butterflies and the dragonflies swirl around our head I think we had a notion of what the great awakening would look like and we've had a rude awakening and yet we couldn't have had a polite awakening 
because if that worked, then we would all be awake. But there may be aspects of your life that you're needing to say goodbye to. There may be relationships that surprised you. And if that's the case, you're definitely not alone. I've seen a lot of um, relationships, a lot of important relationships come to an end because of some clear discrepancies in the values and how we treat each other. So my invitation to you is to write down all of the things that you're grieving and where you're willing to create a ceremony and closure for yourself. Now, this could be writing it down and then burning it in the sink. Be safe. <laughs> Look it up. There's probably a YouTube video on how to safely burn your sacred, um, you know, releasing that you do on paper. But find a safe way to do it in the sink or over a metal bucket or something with no cloth and uh, curtains and so on nearby and other papers. That might be your thing. It might be that you just speak it out loud. It might be that you do it with a friend over the phone or over Skype or something like that. It might be that you draw it out. There's a lot of different ways. Sing it, write a poem, all kinds of things. But I would encourage you to give yourself some sort of ceremonial signal to your brain that you are you're saying goodbye to that chapter. Our life up until now was largely created an illusion. We're seeing that in a variety of systems, and so the life we thought we knew was real to us within the illusion of what of the the bubble of illusion that we've been living in. And the bubble has been popped. Clarity is coming in. It will continue to come in. And the greatest gift we can give to ourselves to be able to see anew, be able to get out of this holding pattern, to be able to really envision the future. Because here's the thing. This is exciting. We're light workers. We're operating in 5D and higher. We're already a vibrational um, match, I'll say, for that world. We're already vibrating higher than the agendas that are trying to manipulate and, and control and influence the way we perceive ourselves, the way we perceive other people, the way we perceive our freedoms, the way we perceive authority. So if it's light workers that are going to usher in this new paradigm, then we get to hijack the conversation, actually, and we get to decide where it's going. We are creating a new infrastructure, and there's a lot of ways we're going to do that, and we'll talk about what that looks like throughout this podcast. It's time for us to control the conversation and take it out of the hands of beings that are not of the purest and highest light. And one of the ways we can do that for ourselves is by having some sort of completion ceremony and realize that we are painting on a fresh canvas now and what is that going to look like? I hope this was helpful for you today. As I mentioned, I have a Council of Light membership where I provide channeled messages 
every week from the Arcturians, the Akashic Records, and the Council of Light to help you navigate the energies on a grand scale, but also in a day-to-day life <laughs> reality. I also provide a monthly Q&A for people to bring forward their questions about how to navigate these energies in their personal life or business and so on. So uh, the, the regular rate is normally $44 a month, but listen to this podcast if you type in the code MEMBER, then you will receive it for $33 a month. And the easiest way to find out about that is to email us, jennifer at souljourneys.ca, and we will send you the link to register for that. And by the way, if you haven't already gone to my website, if you go to souljourneys.ca forward slash soul, not only will you get my free soul acceleration system, which is going to help you get even more clear on your purpose, more clear on what the Akashic Records are, you will be added to our email list where you receive a ton of cool things, including daily messages from the Akasha. These are kind of like messages from the universe, but they're messages from the Akasha. We have... People raving for these. We get so many emails, and I'm so grateful for that, that they're touching people. Never in a million years would I want to email people daily. I resisted those messages from the guides for probably a year, and they kept nudging me. And sure enough, as soon as I started sending out those weekly messages, they showed me why they were nudging me, because so many people thanked us. And I don't do it for that reason, but I'm so grateful to know that they're touching people and they're landing with people. They're very timeless high, high-level messages from the Akasha to support us in navigating this human experience as spiritual beings. So I have a lot of gifts to share with you. As I mentioned, the Council of Light membership, if you email jennifer at souljourneys.ca, let me know that you want to sign up. I will send you the link. You'll use the code number and be able to sign up for the special rate of $33 a month. So I hope this was helpful for you. Please go ahead and leave us some comments and a review. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you learned today, I would love for you to share with your friends by leaving a review so that more people can learn of the show and be impacted by the information we're sharing here. If you aren't already following me on social media, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Jennifer Longmore. And I'd also love for you to visit my website, www.souljourneys.ca, and claim your free soul acceleration system while you're there. You'll become a VIP recipient of my ever-popular daily messages from the Akasha delivered to your inbox each day. With love and namaste.